Welcome. You are listening to The Pod, the best NFT podcast there will ever be. Let's start it. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome. I pinned the tweet uh, to the spaces above. Feel free to invite anyone and anywho. Um, and this is the 66th uh, episode of The Pod. Uh, there's been there's been the, the the four things I want to discuss. There's been intense twenty four hours, uh, and there is you guys probably know this already. But first off, we had SEC investigating Yuga Labs, which is crazy. Uh, not crazy, it was expected, but still, if SEC is listening to this, and I would ask them to leave our animal pictures alone and go do some other stuff. Um, Mango Market uh, was hacked and drained. Uh, I don't know exactly how much, but there was a lot of funds getting drained from uh, the market in general, from these hackers. It was less than the B&B hack, so I guess that's always a plus, right? That is a plus, apart from being on our lovely lovely Solana funds. But otherwise, uh, yeah, that's a plus. I don't know (laughs) there is no plus in it. In a market being hacked, marketplace. Uh, but either way, uh, it happens. It happens. It's, I feel this is the typical beer market stuff. We just get drained in the news and everywhere. And then we have the youth artist uh, leaving. I don't know. Is this the main artist or uh, is this an artist? Because I know that Eagles have a couple of artists. Uh, the- I believe Scum was the main artist, my man. So that's 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 a big topic. I. I can't wait to dive into that because I believe part of his contract was he got royalties forever. And, well, when it goes to zero percent royalties, mm. yeah, that's how he gets you. I was just going to ask guys. That's two artists in two months, right? Two artists in freaking a week. He knows that we can get. Let's not forget John Lee. John Lee was a couple months, yeah. About a month and a half. Yeah, so I mean, I guess three, three artists, three artists in three months, averaging one a month. But yeah, yeah. it's going to be exciting to see what happens in December. And who's scared of the reveal now? I mean, the people that are holding, like, they're not ready. That's, I mean, not just the royalties, but I think they're just not ready. Yeah, that's the, that's what I was thinking as well. What the fuck happens? Um, what the fuck happens uh, if the artist is not ready and the artist is leaving? I guess they'll, they'll have to figure it out. But the, the, as an artist, um, you must have a certain style that no one else can replicate. So do they do they have to trash some of the art and remake it? Like, what the fuck happens now? Um, let's invite Frank and ask him. Uh, let's be honest, uh, Adam. Maybe this news has a big part to play in this. I mean, it's the third artist in this week that we've uh, come to find out has left the project. Let's not forget about Flubos. Yeah, Flubos left the sentence as well. Shit, what happened? What's happening with these artists? R.I.P. 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 is right. Let's take a moment of silence for that. <laughs> no, no moment of silence. It's okay. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they can't stop on this. We have been speaking a lot with... Oh, I'm sure he, he's going to figure it out. Guys, trust me. Um, yeah, I've been speaking with him too. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the Deagles, the Deagles tanked like 220 yesterday. I don't know. They recovered now. I'm going to check the, the floor price. 
But that is a number we have not seen in Digos in a long time. They're 290 right now. They're recovering. This is... Sorry, go ahead, boss. Uh, I was just going to say, this is the wildest thing uh, I've seen so far is the fact that you've got... Uh, yes, it is an incre incredibly prominent project, right? The D-Gods, uh, an established project. They've done a lot for the ecosystem. They've built hype around Solana. Um, you can't deny what they've created um, and the eyes they've brought on to the blockchain, or at least NFT-wise, right? Um, and the community that they built around the original collection. I'm not going to say the second collection. Um and for them to put out a, um, basically at this point, a GIF as a as an NFT, correct? Uh, for now, for you to hold for hundreds of hundreds of dollars, and continue to wait to see what your GIF will eventually turn into is pretty wild. If this was a brand new NFT collection doing the same thing, we would all fud it to the ground. We would say, we would be asking, where have the funds gone? Uh, where are the devs when art reveal, when devs do something, when moon, when Lambo, when this, when that, you know what I mean? It, it's just the slack that they have been cut. The, the, um, they're, they're basically getting, we're giving them a break, right? They just have enough people backing them. The community is backing them enough influencers to back them. Um, for everyone to essentially at this point kind of sweep it under the rug. And now things are kind of hitting the fan. Well, in what looked like things are hitting the fan. Uh, artists leaving. Uh, like you just mentioned, you've got, what, three artists? Is that right? Two artists in a couple months and still yet to reveal your art. Now you, you've gone sub 100 on your new project. Um, it's pretty wild. It is, it is. Um, and also, like, I, I've been listening to Frank, and he, I know he's a big um, believer in art. Like, he, he believes that art is the most important in, in a project. Um, so I wonder if it's also, like, team pushing artists. So, because I can imagine this, this guy, Frank, just going into meetings with artists, and, and they tell him that we cannot do this, we cannot do that, blah, blah, blah. And he just keeps pushing them. Uh, which we know we have been pushing for this art. So that could also be a thing that he, the artist, because the artist didn't really share so much about why he decided to leave. He more like said that, that this was his limit and, and uh, gave the team a bunch of honor and compliments. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Sorry. Sorry, feel free. I was just going to say in regards to the artwork, it's like how groundbreaking is this artwork that it's still yet to reveal? Like what new tears are being broken with this artwork that we're still waiting here the end of 2022, uh, soon to be 2023, and we're still waiting for the youth to reveal. I don't um, even think they know. It wasn't done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, that, it, go ahead, Peter. Yeah, it, it just wasn't done. They right. just had like the base, the base, the, the base character, like a couple traits, and that was it. They, 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 they were just measuring the market to see, hey, um, will this moon or not, right? And they saw the hot, oh my God, this, we have tons of money now and they are just developing. It's like um, Cyberpunk 2077, right? 
when they started pre-sale, they didn't even have anything. And it took them two years after after they after the release date to get the game on a on a on a good enough place, right? So it, for me it's basically this. That's why they haven't revealed. They're still doing the art. Cody also had a, a interesting take on this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna show you something. Uh, he took a he got a percentage, small percentage of the royalties, and the zero to percent meant that he was written up basically. Uh, that could also be be the case. I don't know. Um, I'm, I guess Frank would still pay him with all this he had raised money, right? Uh, but uh, that could be the case that he's making less money now that they don't have royalties. Yeah, for sure that that place. Um, as an artist, that's usually your your main source of income. Um, a lot of artists do not like to be the 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 face, right? Um, I think we we saw that in Descendants, um, Flubos would come over, but the one who's who who was speaking most of the time was the other guy, right? His RP. Yep. But apart from the gods and youths, there is some hope tomorrow. We have the CPI report. We'll see what that tells us. Maybe it feels like make it or break it. Jack, what do you think about the CPI report tomorrow? Don't care. Distraction. <laughs> All right. Um like what am I gonna do with consumer price index? Like it's gonna be bullish or bearish, and there's gonna be something in the market. I'm not a day trader, so so how does it impact anybody's lives? Less money to spend. Yeah, exactly. In a short term, in a short term, very short term, and then you're gonna be looking at another report that's gonna be coming out, and then you're gonna be looking at the second quarter report. Are you the if if you're if you're day trading or you're playing with any financial instruments in the traditional world, yes, totally, play with it. Are you trading Bitcoin on a daily basis, every single candle? Unless you're doing that, this should not really affect your life. Unless your job is related to that, should not really impact. Your eggs that you eat in the morning will probably cost a little bit more. That's it. And if you can be here on Twitter spaces, you're ready to pay on that. If not, then then there are more worries in your life than just a CPI report. I guess the 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 hope would be from the people talking about the CPI report that yeah any bullish news we can get right now would increase some liquidity in the market, which later on will pump our market pictures. Um, but if you're here for the long term, uh, that shouldn't matter, right? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we didn't discuss the, uh, the SEC um, investigating Yuga Labs. Have anyone read in on this? Uh, what what are they actually offering? Is this the token or what do they look at uh, for? Yeah, they're looking into ApeCoin effectively and trying to find out if it's a utility, security, what exactly it is. So that's it. Uh, because, because they're saying there's a billion dollar. I don't know, what, what's the market cap of ApeCoin? Uh, whatever it is, half a billion dollar market cap token, how can it fly under our eyes? We were aware of Bitcoin and Ethereum, 
Now these small tokens are coming and taking us by surprise. So we won't be in the action. 1.5 billion. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot and obviously everybody wants a piece of the action. So so then now they're worrying that, oh shit, it's not just the stable coins. We have to worry about the other stuff too. So, And when they looked into it, somebody would have looked at it. That dude, this coin was propped up out of pictures of cartoons and that too, a monkey, which is bored. Bloody hell. That's it. It's entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for it. And if you have some eight coins, sell that eight coin. Take the first flight out of United States of America and move to some European country. Better yet, move to Dubai. A yacht is waiting for your fine arrival with cocktails, colorful cocktail with a little colorful straw hat on top. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um... So you think it's uh, it's done for for the ape coin or what? Sorry, say that again. You think you think the ape coin era is over? I don't think it's it's over. I think it's it's started actually. So uh, I think it's it's really good. Uh, depending on how the game comes out, the other side. Once that is out, then we will see all these tokens being used and how they're used and what the mechanics are, and as a result. Um, you will see the real market value of these coins. So right now, they're just a speculation, just like anything else. So, so yeah, and as a result of this probe, the liquidity or the trading of board apes has increased 300%, by the way. So news is really bullish for board apes. Tony says that SEC involvement is a bullish signal. And uh, I think I know what you're talking about, uh, and I agree with you. It is, it is. Uh, we're getting, we're getting bigger. Um, SEC is investigating. Yeah, this is this is better advertisement than Super Bowl. Seventy-six. Sorry about that, John. What was the, the? I think it was uh, XRP, right? The the SEC started investigating, or well, they had a a trial with uh, XRP. But that, like, when I woke up in the morning and checked, like, YouTube and Twitter and stuff, the, the different things I used to check, and I was buying these coins, all I saw was XRP, right? So hopefully that happens to, to our monkey pictures as well. Yeah, I think, I think I totally agree. That is beautiful advertising. Let's advertise to the whole world. And it's, it's better. It's great news. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You're on CNBC. Your picture is on CNBC, watched by millions of people every day. I don't know why people watch CNBC, but more people still do. Bullish, bullish. All right, let's see. Let's see. Uh, is there, no, does ApeCoin still, is that still accumulated? Or Because I remember the, the board apes got like a million dollars in, in airdrop in the token. Is there some type of uh, inflation on this coin? What do you mean inflation? Yes, there is volatility in this uh and this it's trading at four dollars seventy one cents, and it's uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I don't know the the English term, but uh, what I mean is is Acoin still being printed? Boarded holders printed? Uh, no, they got an airdrop, and that's that's all there is. Their circulating supply is uh, three hundred six million, and their total supply is one billion. 
uh, sorry, uh, one, two, three, yeah, one billion. So still 600 million tokens are still locked away and they will be released. And there will be some mechanism in their game where you can earn these tokens and how do you earn these tokens? How it does it interact with other NFTs uh, on Ethereum probably, we'll, we'll find out. And, uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, still, uh, I think, I think they raised their money, the $450 million that Bodate or Yuga Lab raised was on a coin, effectively. So there's going to be a lot of VCs with the lock supply where it's going to be unlocked over a period of next two years, I think, two to three years. So I think that's, that's where it's locked. Exciting. Exciting. Very exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, a lot of bearish news. Uh, I don't know. I, I covered the SEC. We had the, the manga market. We had the, the artist, the use and the CPI report. I don't know if there's something else pushing this. But we were seeing the, a dip, a kind of significant dip in, in the market in, in a lot of blue ships. I know my PFT is down bad as well. Um, I don't know if there's something else. I just checked the ME volume at 76,000, which is still okay, I guess. Which is really good. Congratulations. It's better than yesterday, so I'm really bullish on all the things that are happening. Really exciting. The world is coming together. D-Gods at 290. They have recovered from 260 fall from yesterday. So really good. Uh, scum is, does not matter. One person does not matter in this space, I believe. And uh, But, uh, but yeah. I understood that he floored his D gods, dead gods. The artist. Sorry? The artist or who? Yeah, scum. He floored his dead gods yesterday. And more importantly, there was, I also heard that there was some, uh, I don't know if you guys have already discussed this or not. Uh, uh, he had some sort of an agreement with the uh, dead guards that he will earn, his salary will be earned as a part of royalties. So when the royalties went down to zero, he did not effectively had any agreement of the salary and could uh, be a part of reason. This is all speculation at this point, rumors that I've heard. So don't quote me on this, but this is one of the things which led to his quitting The, the thing. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, we talked to Tony told me this as well. But this, as you said, nothing confirmed, right? Or do we do we have some confirmation that he was paid? He was supposed to get like a very small percentage, like 025 percent of what they got, or something like that. And that was for the future for him doing all the art. So something like that. I've, I've heard that months ago, like a while before this even happened. And as soon as it happened yesterday, I was like, zero percent royalties, and it, it, it ended up being it, when he and when he quit, it ended up being his contract would have been around the exact same time when he would have signed his art away, which would have been a full year, which would have been on the seventh, which would have been the day before he got launched last year. And so therefore, that would have all coincided perfectly and all aligned perfectly together. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. It would be funny to hear Frank's. Uh, someone confront Frank and ask him, but we'll see. 
Uh, Frank's over there lying outside his fucking neck. He just has some dumb shit in that space, like, oh, I'm glad by us doing zero royalties, we can push this agenda forward by getting new tech built faster, you know? Like, oh, I'm swinging my big dick around, but I'm really an idiot and I can't get shit done properly. That was my take, sorry. It's all around. So, do, do Frank uh, talk anything about how he's going to? Because he still needs. Uh, so, so, yeah, he, he, he mentioned earlier in Alex Fish, like a second ago. So, basically, they're going to have like a rollout coming out in the next. Uh, they're have announcing coming for the next few months explaining what they're going to do with going here this point forward. And as they're, they're trying to run an SAS or B2B, whatever you want to call what they're trying to do, right? With, with that fucking scholarship program. And I get. And I get See that one pinned to the top. Someone wants to be God for a one of one critter club. Oh, shit. What I swapped a D-God for a 1-1 one, one critter. Bullish um, for the critters. Bullish for the D-God. If anything, like with this, all everything happening, it should provide a, a good buying opportunity for the things that things survive, for the people that are here providing value and, and that looking to provide value in the next bull run. About this D-Gods, I like, we don't know about these these guys. Uh, they have not They have been here, they have been pumping, but it's also a community based on floor price, right? Um, but I think there will be some good buying opportunities in these low, low-key builders like Jack and the Shame Breakers. Yeah, so here's, I have a question. Do we, uh, please, try not to a little bit emotional. I'm trying to be a little bit objective about this. Do we know the reveal or any news on the reveal of the Utes? Zero. Uh, for all we know, we don't even know. They announced yesterday that they scrapped sixty percent and started again, didn't they? Yeah, we don't even know the really? They had it one hundred percent ready, he said, and then sixty percent of the collection they weren't happy with, so they've redone it. But they're going to have to, like we talked about this. Like, if an artist is leaving and he has a, a certain style and he didn't finish the artwork, how can you? Uh, you cannot take another artist and remake an artist style, right? I agree. Crypto flower, what's up? I can't hear. Can I, not uh, hear? I, I, have my, I have my microphone. Uh, is it listening for me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I was just going to say, I mean, these are rumors, right? Like, nobody knows what's really happening, I guess, besides the team um, or people really close to the team. Uh, but, yeah, I've heard numerous rumors, like the, the reveal's been pushed back. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to finish the art and all that. I don't know, man. We'll see. It makes them look really bad and even more confident. Because they were... <laughs> Terrible. So what have they done, honestly, for the side sign a couple deals and like make rather rich people even richer? And what have they actually built? Like, you know what I mean? They built a fucking scholarship program and everything else that everybody else can fill. They haven't actually done anything. And that's the crazy part. And everybody's still so hyped on that four fractional sits there, like, I don't know, it's weird to me. Yeah, they made some poor people rich as well. If you got any of them, three souls, that would have been a big one. Yeah, but that was, it was $150 back right then. Poor people weren't paying the six, five, six, seven hundred dollars for one of those back then, you know what I mean? For one, just for one. But look at me. I became the trader of the century because of D-Gods. Yes, sir. Three times D-Gods. What was your entry, Jack? My average was five. That is crazy. That is crazy. Wait, yeah, so it's like a thousand bucks a piece, right? Something right there? A thousand bucks? Um, I think 500. 500. Because when I got into it, it was 110. So, I mean, 110 dollars. 
lot of background noise, apparently. You need a noise cancellation. Um, Kobe, uh, fuck, I, I, I want to... I know what you're building, and you haven't told these guys what you're building, but I am fucking bullish on what you're building uh, because we are also somewhat in the same niche. This is why we're working together. Do you want to... You want to give them a quick spill, and maybe if they want to, anyone want to subscribe to what you're building. Mm, well, I usually don't like to think about things more than that's 100. Have a good day, thank you. Go ahead, Toby. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to say um, before I start, um, I'm allowed to start, right, uh, Adam? Yeah, yeah, feel free. Oh no. Um. Before I start, I'm just going to say to everybody listening right now, um, this is not fully developed yet. I'm still working on the website and a bot. But everything else is finished and I have demo emails already. So, now let me start. Remember, not prepared. Adam just shouted me out right now. So, thank you, Adam. Love you. Um, okay, let's start. So, what I'm building is I'm building a web-free newsletter uh, for Seoul for the start. Basically, why is because when you go right now to search for information for projects, you need to go through Discord, Twitter, Twitter spaces, and there is a lot of misinformation, and the Discord is really sometimes not good, ma well managed, and every time you want to check the news, you need to go to the Discord, and to Magic Eden, and you don't get daily constant good updates without bias, usually. I'm not saying 100%, but usually. So what I'm doing is I'm combining the news, like Morning Brew, if you know what that is, and sending you daily updates on projects, mints, rugs, and then the fourth section is personalized. Uh, I'll explain the personalization in a second. First, I would like to explain what are the parts of the newsletter. So the parts of the newsletter, there are four parts. The first part is the biggest four movers. So that will be the top market cap basically for the last 24 hours since we send the newsletter each 24 hours. Then there would be their logo, their quick links, uh, the name of the project, their chart. On the right side, re remember, imagine this because I'll put it on Twitter tonight. Imagine how it looks. So you have a first box, have charts, and then explanation. What is the goal of the project? Have, what have they done of the project? What is the short roadmap? And then the numbers. If you're numbers, you get the numbers. If you're more about the community, you get the community perspective. You do that for the top 10 moving project. Section number two, like box number two. Box number two is upcoming mints. Upcoming mints would be the next 24 hours. And that would be five. Five biggest mints in the 24 hours. Plus five other whitelist what you are able to acquire in the next week so you have actually something to aim for yeah maybe i can't, don't want to do this today but it's a reminder oh yeah right i need to get that big whitelist good reminder thank you and again all the information about the project their quick links what have they done are they doxed nice check marks charts minting price and links of course then section number three section number three is mints that happened Remember about yesterday's email? They said what five mints will happen. So today you get an update on all the mints that happened, the 10 biggest mints. Same thing as the first section. You get the chart, what they have done, what is the roadmap, but a really quick summary. 
you are supposed to finish the email within eight minutes, two minutes a section. So the last part will not always be there, the fourth section. The fourth section is the rugs. If there was a rug or an alert or a hack, what needs to be notified, I will include it. It will be in red and in italics. So everybody notices it. Then the fifth section is the personalized section. Now I'll explain what the personalized section is. You have three ways of acquiring these news daily. You can do what Adam suggested, and I'm very thankful to Adam for this, is have a Discord bot in all the community, which just sends the first four sections daily. Like it's a Discord bot. It sends, you can read it. Because not a lot of people want to give their email because they have their personal name in it. So we offered Discord option and the Twitter option. Twitter also will be posted in the news daily. But what do you get by signing up with your email and linking your wallet to it? You get an update. And this is the core of this whole newsletter. Is you go, put your email address in and your wallet. From there, I can see what projects you own and have a daily update on what's happening. That means me pulling information from the announcements, from the minor announcements, and doing a really quick summary. So you don't have to go daily on your 15 projects you're holding and read everything, because that's going to take 20 minutes for Discord. Because Discord, I will say, is not the best best resource. Or can, can I ask a question, Corey? Yes, of course. Adam. So go basically, ahead. I could subscribe to the, the five projects I'm holding. Uh, let's say I hold a, a D-God, a Blocksmith, a uh, Flamboyant Panther. I can subscribe to these and get the announcement in one single place. Yes, you'll get all the announcements of the holdings, what you have, and you can choose. I'm working on right now connecting the wallet and being able to choose which ones you want the automated announcements for. This newsletter will be sent at a specific time. Already got the enterprise email down, got the trademark, uh, got um, copyrights as well done. Uh, domain name is bought and require, already acquired. Hosting is already paid for. Uh, automations of pooling from Discord and exporting so there... charts is also automated. Is there any way to track, like, because some announcement, I guess, I don't want to see the announcement of uh, we have partnered with Ghost uh, Oak Paradise to go gamble. But I want to see the announcement when they say, like, this is, we have an art upgrade. Oh, I will filter it through. I will filter it through. If they did a collaboration, I'll just list, like, for example, D-Gods, Bullet Point, did a new announcement with, uh, did a new collaboration with, blah, blah, blah. And then if no other important announcements, that would be it for that project. Because not every day you'll have a huge announcement. Then for everybody else, if there's a huge announcement, that will be first in the row. So let's say Cats on Crack announced uh, Art Update. You'll have that instantly. You'll have that and you can read it. And then for every announcement or every analysis, like what I do of the announcements, you'll be provided the citations of where I took it from. Which means you read, oh, Shit, new art update. You can click the links down below, which are the citations, which will bring you to the evidence that is provided, where I got it from. So you don't have to go back and search for it and read into the depths of that announcement. That is the goal of the last section. Have a personalized, automated system of announcements and non-biased news to the consumer or to the reader. Wow, this actually went super, no, it's super better than I expected. Because I um, I feel a need for this. There is the degenerate news, right? Which I usually read too, because I don't have time to check all the tweets for different products all the time. 
if there is a the problem with degenerate news is they basically shoot for what what they want to post about and i guess pump products i don't think they do anything paid i don't know but either way i want to have the news that i can fully trust that this is unbiased uh, and something happening right now without going through all the discords all the tweets everything so exciting kobe uh i see the shark join us as well shark we were talking a little bit about the the deagles earlier do you know with the artist leaving yesterday do uh, does the art need to be the youth's art need to be remade and, and scrapped yeah, I'll premise it just just me talking. I'm not really privy to any of the information uh, specifically around the art. Um, so yeah, I don't have an answer for that. I would just say that from what Frank's saying on spaces, it's like the art's like you know critically important, most important thing related to this in a sense, especially with the IP branding play. So I think uh, they definitely want to be careful and only put out the best quality product. And I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough is like. You know, these scum is a legit one-on-one artist. Candy apples, one-on-one artist. Pencils, one-on-one artist. It's tough taking one-on-one artists, letting them all work together, and then also having something that is not just pure art, but also has a commercial and brand value too. So, I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, I could see why, you know, how very easily how an artist would get upset working in like, you know, hey, like think about it. scum could do the coolest fucking traits and shit, and then someone looks at it and be like, hey, that's not gonna fit with the IP type of meta we're going for. And yeah, I could see how an artist gets upset. And if you like, I thought his thread was really interesting. And seems like he's really just trying to take some time, explore like the one-on-one art world. And I, you know, I, I put a bid in for a crazy amount of money for his one of stuff, starting to support him. So I don't think it's any hard feelings. It's more of just like, hey, people switch jobs. And yeah, it's definitely questionable timing. But now it kind of makes sense why the delay was there. Obviously, there was like a little disagreement on some type of level. But yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it's like. Uh, I just want to see it, at the, you know, I think everyone's at this point where it's like, whatever, let's just get the art out. But um, yeah, uh, that's just my take is like, especially with John Lay, same thing happened, right? People forget when he was an artist that left the team too, when he was on it, essentially. It's like, it's tough when getting one-on-one artists involved in the PFP world, because it's not only about pure art. It's about, you know, the collection, the rarities and kind of the brand and how it interacts with future plans and shit. It's not just a one-on-one art, but yeah, that's my take there. I can imagine these guys being pu- pushed, especially, as you said, the artist, the, the main thing, the, the most important thing, being an artist, is probably rough um, in, in this. But is Scum, was Scum the main artist? or Because there is several artists, isn't there? Uh, Scum was uh, one of the main artists on the D-Gods collection with Delilah. Um, pretty sure those were, it was those two guys behind most of it. And then uh, Candy Apple and pencils join them for utes i'm not i don't remember if candy apple was involved with d god's original art but yeah scum was definitely like og d god artist and uh yeah then it was those four guys working on on utes i believe but yeah i mean i just you can imagine how frustrated you guys are like think about uh think about how they must have felt being in a fucking basement with you know frank and changing his mind and the matter's changing and i don't know maybe the royalties play into it i'm not sure he didn't really talk about that on the thread so i don't want to speculate but yeah, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. Like, I like a dude. I hit him with DMs, and yeah, he's a great guy. Like, really great guy. But at the end of the day, it's like working for an NFT project is not the most desirable shit, to be honest. Like, the shit doesn't stop. Like, the, the you know, I kind of work in NFTs and Web2, and it's like, you know, at four, 4 o'clock in, you know, an hour and nine minutes, like, I know my day is fucking done. But, you know, NFTs don't fucking stop, man. It's draining. Crypto doesn't close. There's news constantly. Shit's constantly changing, and everyone has an opinion. So, 
you know, I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Like I could easily see how people get frustrated working in crypto, especially with this market when everything's just getting wrecked every day, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess they'll, they'll figure it out. But it's very sad if, if the art is so based on, on this guy that they have to scrap it now because I don't think I don't think people want to wait anymore. Oh, no. I, I don't think it. I think it. I mean, this is my speculation. I don't have any type of information here. So, like, this is really just my opinion. Don't think because I have you guys in my bio means anything. It's like, uh, you know, usually when artists have disagreements, I think it's towards the end when you're getting finalized products and they're like, hey, I don't like that. I like that. And you have a hard decision. So maybe that's what it was. But uh, yeah, I don't think that they're going to like be scrapping the art completely. I think really what they were doing, and they've, they've talked about this on a thread, is like each artist kind of was focused on a few traits and they all kind of collectively worked on the like base together, I guess. So I would think it's the traits or something, but this is like very high amount of speculation. So who knows? It could have just been that he got another job somewhere, you know, for all we know. I don't know. It's also now like think about it like a year ago no one knew who scum was and now he has the platform to be one of the top one-on-one artists on any blockchain so if i had that twitter account and his talent i would be pretty motivated to be like fuck this i want to do my own thing fuck off to a third world country and put a piece of art out once a month you know what i mean like that's not a bad bad existence so like i could see how it's tempting and i could see how you get frustrated so it's nothing personal and like everyone's adult and like you know, he has a family he has a wife i don't know if he has kids but you know it's like who knows what the fucking like, imagine you're a wife explaining what you're doing all day when Solana's getting destroyed, hack shit's going down. Like, you must have pressure from your family. And when you have a family, you can't just think about yourself. So, yeah, I mean, who knows what the real reasons. But, yeah, I think I'm excited to buy his one-on-one art because that shit's going to pump. You know what I mean? But that, that's at the end of the day, like, I think one of the value with D-Gods. I could honestly say that without D-Gods, you know, no one probably knows who Scum is. Without D-Gods, no one knows who the fuck I am. So, like, it's awesome that he got a platform through D-Gods and could be successful by himself now. And, uh yeah, that's just, it's like, I'm actually not happy about it, obviously, but it's like, you know, this is real life and there's tons of reasonable re- reasons that make sense why you would have left it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it could be a, any or all of those reasons that, you know, they just hit their year contract. They went to 0% royalties. Maybe he only had a year contract and then they went to 0% royalties. So he wasn't getting paid there. It didn't seem like a bad breakup. Um, from what I've seen, you know, artists move on. And you, I think you nailed it, Shark, with the IP rights going to be given to the owners of Utes. The art is so fucking crucial because that is going to be, and since a bunch of brands are trying to do. Yeah, that, that's why it's like super important that like I could see how a one-on-one artist vision and art doesn't align with a, a 15,000 PFP brand that's going to be an IP, you know hopefully mega house so yeah i could see i mean if i was in his shoes like i would be pretty motivated to do what he did too to be honest right like why would i want to work on a team collectively on something that i may not be passionate about when you know he's gonna be passionate more about his one-on-one art and uh at the end of the day it's like artists that are forced to do shit doesn't come out good they don't give a shit about it eventually so kind of i don't want to say it but it kind of makes a sense more bullish on the youth's art that they're going this amount they're they're serious about something right like for the artist to leave at this point like there's got to be some type of, uh, you know, revolution, you know, kind of evolution or, um, you know, something that's very, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think that it, they're obviously showing that there's a lot of passion involved here and a lot of thinking and a lot of emotions. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it just adds to the lore of the Utah and that reveal better be fucking worth it at this point. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. 
I mean, in the floor price, what, even once Scum left it to 80, then shot right back up to 100? Like, people who got afraid, they, they still... Yeah, there's still plenty of people there. It's still a hundred plus floor price. Yeah, I mean, I think something that I was trying to explain this on PO space, but uh, like something that's super undervalued in the D God community is that most of the diamond hands or early guys were like here when this shit was getting fudded, like no belief. Like there was, you know, people thought it was a rug legit. And uh, times like when the marketplace got fucked up, but like if you could hold your NFT through that shit, um, now it's like, why the fuck would you sell it, right? It's like same thing with you. It's like, yo, if you're a diamond hand or you through all this bullshit, delays, news, artists leaving, it's like you're gonna get connected to that piece of NFT or whatever. And yeah, I think this like unfortunately all these waves, it just shakes out the paper hands slowly and leaves just a diamond handed community that aren't traders left. And yeah, that that's the lore of D gods essentially. And I think it's starting to happen with Utes in a sense also. So kind of going off that, what's the Utes, uh, D-Gods, Discord um, energy like at the moment? Uh, bro, I wouldn't know. I, I used to live in Discord, and uh, my shit got inundated where I couldn't join servers unless I was leaving one. And then I got too many friend requests, and I couldn't turn notifications off. So whenever I tried to do something on my phone, I just kept tapping messages, and I slammed my phone on the ground after I was just trying to get to one Discord for like 20 minutes. So... Haven't been in Discord in a while. Uh, I checked the D guys one. That's about it. But I don't like. I'm mostly just doing alpha chat, whitelist stuff. Not really going in the general chat too often. That's not like. I don't really. Uh, I mean, people do it, but I, I think the real voices on Twitter and solely Twitter is taking market share away from Discord. And with Elon buying it, being pro crypto, Dogecoin, like I just see Discord kind of. The the need for Discord gets less and less. Like there's still a need for it. Like you can't really put a mint link out on Twitter and trust it. But. Um, yeah, that's why I like to focus on Twitter, really. Totally agree with that. The Discord, but I mean, Discord just has its purposes, and I don't know anything else that can replace to make everything run as smooth. Does anybody else know what, what could beat Discord? I mean, to be honest, like Slack is really good as far as functionality, but it's just too complicated for most people. Uh, you know, even me, like there's shit in there that I don't know how to do. Um, but yeah, I think like Discord needs a light mode, get rid of some functionality. Uh, the one thing about Discord is like, you know, it's super decentralized. Like you could start your own, in a sense, man, you could start your own server and control every aspect of the server who you let in, you know, what bots, what kind of vibes. Twitter is definitely not as decentralized. So, you know, like when you put a mint link out or communicate on Twitter, like I think there's just, it's just, you have a risk getting hacked, but also would say it's super important for every product to have like at least two forms of communication you know what i mean like we we saw that with d gods when all the accounts got banned like we didn't have a discord we might have never had a project who knows you know slack copied most of the features out of discord and plus it's more sort of focused towards enterprise i would say even slack lost its market share to microsoft teams i i started on slack but now i just use if i have to use for enterprise purposes I'll just use Teams. It's a lot better integrated. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I'm in a ton of Slack chats, Telegram chats, Signal chats, and I don't like any of them, to be honest. I don't really like talking to people in general, but um, I like Twitter spaces. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's all, they're all like kind of blending into the same product, Jack, in a sense, right? There's not that much like new shit. Really yeah. But privacy with Discord is probably the best so far. They're really strict on privacy and... I don't see any tool coming and suddenly taking Discord's share. 
because the way they have structured everything, it's a, it's a technological marvel at this point with the stuff that you can do on that. Oh, yeah, I agree. The one thing I got against Discord is the Nitro bullshit. Like, it's a great monetization yeah. strategy, but, like, bro, why the fuck do I got to pay $5 a month? It's so annoying. Like, I don't care about the money. It's just the fact that, like, there's a pay wall, in a sense, to certain features and makes people that can't afford it that don't have cool emojis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that. It's, I don't like that. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, they got to make money, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so, what do you think about your traditional finance, right? Yeah. What do you think about the CPI report tomorrow? Is it going to save us or kill us? Um, well, the yeah, CPI t- tomorrow is 8.30. And uh, this morning we had the PPI, which is like the producer's prices index, which kind of gives you, it's like the undercard for the CPI in a sense. And the food inflation was pretty strong there. Hold on, let me, well, I took some notes on it. Um, where is this? Uh, yeah, but the the PPI was expected. I think it was eight point three. Came out at eight point four, which is uh, not great because if the producers are experiencing inflation, usually they're passing that along to consumers. And uh, with oil, how it is now, there's going to be a good amount of that oil price movement increase captured in this CPI uh, compared to the previous months where oil was kind of sliding down. So I would take the uh, I would take the un- I would take the over on. <laughs> It be the inflation will be higher than we expect, and the markets will perform slower. But the weird market is not like a straightforward decision because there's almost a, the school of thought where like bad news is good news, because bad news means that there's more pain, and uh, the Fed might start pivoting sooner or slowing rates. Like that's what happened with Bank of England recently. Is like they were just as hawkish as Powell was a month ago, and now they're back to buying you know billions of dollars of bonds every month, or millions of dollars. Um, so yeah. I, it's like the macro data is becoming less and less important. Everyone's just focused on the Fed in a sense because uh, it's kind of like the Fed is the market right now. Um, but, yeah, that's my general take. But I think out of the last, like, 12 CPI reports, eight of them were over, and then the ones that weren't were just in line. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, like, a pretty easy bet to take the over on it. Um, but I don't know necessarily know if that translates into, like, a heavy sell-off. It probably does, but... It depends really on the Powell's comments and the Fed minutes, what they say about it, how they think about the Someone did ask uh, the Maryland uh, Fed governor if there's a 75 basis point hike or whatever. And they didn't say it was a straight 75 basis point hike, which breaks the, you know, the last four months kind of pattern. So that's leaving the room for them to do a 50 basis point raise or even lower. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky market to trade, though, right now. It's like every asset's really tricky, honestly. It's um, investors don't make their mind up. One day they're bullish, one day they're bearish. There's no real overwhelming consensus, other than just to be a seller. But the market's not operating like that. And like the the pain trade has been super real, where everyone's so bearish that it gets all the sellers out of there, and then there's only buyers left that goes up, and then the sellers, could, you know, the bearish guys capitulate. And if you look at any chart, like the last two three months, that's what's been going on, especially with like Solana and stuff. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. Let's see. Let's see. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? I want to see some good news. I want to see. But also, I think that I think there's people like uh, put a lot of emphasis on the CPI, but in reality, it's like a pretty poor indicator or measurement of what it's actually trying to track. Like the way they track rent, for example, which is thirty percent of the CPI, they don't fucking actually use market data that they have. You know, like you can go on Zillow and see the rent, real rent prices. They don't do that. They fucking have, it's called the uh, owner's equivalent rent, 
So it would be the, the price a owner would charge if they're renting something out. And it's more of a survey where they call, I don't know, 200 people and ask some questions. But at the end of the day, it's like they could uh, cherry pick the data they want. And with the midterm election coming up, like I do not put it past the U.S. government at all to try to uh, really influence CPI for the for their own benefit. So, yeah, like CPI is good at measuring inflation, but like it actually does a very poor job. And if you if you had to ask me what my real inflation number, I would put it over 15 percent right now. So like, think 15%. about like if you actually measured it in real terms, I think like like if you look at houses, for example, even with them coming down. You know, five years ago, they were all half the price and housing is a huge cost. And now the, the scary part of the CPI is that uh, a lot of these business owners that run businesses and every, they, they all have floating rate debts or, you know, floating rate expenses. And when you have interest rates go up this fast, it's like there's it's hard not to have inflation when you're hiking interest rates consistently when rates are still re- negative. Right. We got like because like technically the rates are still negative in real terms. So inflation doesn't slow down until real rates are positive and encourage people to spend, save their money, not spend it. Um, but yeah, I think the CPI is like a very poor way to do it. And Jack, the way they, they just changed this in 2014 or something, I believe. But if you measured it on the CPI they used in uh, the early 2000s, which I think CPI was invented in 92 or something like that. Like it's a pretty young indicator for how important it is. But if you actually measured it, it would be double digits on the old CPI and they changed the renters, renters equivalent stuff. And yeah, I mean, just go to the store. Look, I mean, like inflation is way higher than 8%. I mean, that, that's my, is my uh, thinking there, but yeah. 15 is a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do think you'll see like, like if you have to look at the seventies, like there was mortgages at 18, 20% in the seventies and nineties, you know? Like that's what we have to get to to get real rates positive and encourage and spend saving. But yeah, it's just like a very piss poor way to do it. Like when they, when they actually measure CPI, they, it's a University of Michigan type thing, where they have a survey across like twenty or forty chains of supermarkets. I believe this is how they do it, and they just track the prices of very specific things. But they don't track what people are actually buying in a sense where, um, like everyone could buy milk for five dollars, but what percentage of those people are buying, you know, almond milk or home like? It's way more nuanced than just a number. And there's like sectors of the economy, like real estate, that are at double digit inflation rates for years already. And at the end of the day, you can't increase the money supply by 30% in two years and expect inflation to be 4%. Like it just doesn't add up into me, but yeah, or 8%, whatever it is. And and you tie on top of it, this strong dollar, it's just like a recipe for a disaster in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is for sure. That is for sure. <clears throat> okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> when do, when do you don't want to be bearish. When do you think we can see some? Uh, I know this is impossible to predict, but when, when do you think we can see some uh, relief? Yeah, so I'm not in the business of really uh, predicting. I'm more in response and like trading, but I would say the most logical, simple way to look at the entire market right now. Just type in BTC into Google and look at where the rally started. That's usually where the rally ends, in a sense. And it started around Bitcoin 10,000. So I'll start backing up the truck when Bitcoin gets around there, if it does. And if you look at all the crypto charts because of how fast it was up on the way up, and this is like September 2020-ish, when a lot of the cryptos and altcoins made huge moves back kind of off the bottom then. 
there's like a lot of no man's land. Like look at Solana start between $12 and $20. Like it's pretty much straight up and straight down, meaning there's not a lot of trading going on. Not a lot of people have cost bases and kind of pain points or liquidation points in those levels because there's been no trade, you know, very little trading. If you look at like a parallel volume chart, you can see the trading done at certain levels. And, uh, you know, that means there's going to be a quick move one way or the other. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it is like the most common sense way is the rally ends where the rally started. And uh, I would feel comfortable buying you know, sizable amounts, like 10K, just because I think, like, if you're looking at the chart, pretty well protected, and uh, it's a long way off from an all-time high, though, so. But, like, as far as market cycles go, and when I think uh, shit turns around, it's anyone's guess, because, uh, you know, one nuke gets dropped, the entire world changes permanently, and who knows, we could end up in a war, and, you know, then you could shoot your technical analysis, you know, it's worthless. Um, but I think, like, usually, I think, like, two or three years, that that's, like, uh, enough time but you have to experience like a, a crazy amount of pain. I mean, the pen, you know, there's a, like, this is not a, you don't want to say this time is different because that's just the classic bubble talk, but this time is different in a sense where the U.S. has been living for, with free money for 20 years or, you know, at least since 2008-ish. And now the the market responded where the, the biggest risk in my head is like the pension funds that pension funds were just doing carry trades, like borrowing money at 2%, then buying a bond that gets you 3%, then leveraging that bond, borrowing against it. And uh, it's really going to be coming. The Fed, the Fed has to decide whether they're going to blow up the pension funds or whether they're going to pivot. And until that happens, like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. To be honest, it's kind of overwhelming to think about it. And also, the oil Europe situation, um, ESG shit is all fucked up. I mean, like, if you could just go on for days about everything that's going wrong, but at the end of the day, it's uh, yeah. I, I've been the biggest asset inflow I've had in like as far as work was like we've been buying gold less four months like that's the most upside we see in shit gold and oil right now and uh it's the recession trade you know they're yeah, gonna be interesting to see and we haven't really seen any crypto cycle in a, in a recession right so who knows where, where this will end up um yeah for crypto i think like the if you pull up type in meme etf like look at the meme etf chart and look at bitcoin like there's a crazy high correlation and the meme ETF is correlated. Look at the interest rate raises. Like when money gets more expensive, those stocks go down because that's the incremental buyer in the market. So there's two real things that I would look for to get bullish on Bitcoin is a regulation. Like Bitcoin is pretty clear that it's going to be regulated as a commodity. But as far as payment processing and, you know, derivatives related to that type of shit, that regulation would be bullish. And then the other thing is like it has to break a correlation with the NASDAQ and all these risk assets. Like Bitcoin is trading like a meme stock, but in reality, it's, uh, you know, everyone knows it's kind of much more promising than, you know, GameStop or AMC, but they don't, they don't trade differently. And the correlation has been coming off in a little bit in the last two months, but still way too high for any, any like, and also it's not even just um, like retail thinking that like these guys have algos that you know, they know the correlation and a lot of, you know, high speed HFT type trading related to these types of correlations. So uh, I don't think it breaks fast, but who knows, there could be a day where someone says, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into too much, but yeah, I'm waiting for a correlation to break. And then the other bullish part is the midterm elections. Like, I think um, there could be some really good legislation or guys getting involved with Congress now. And it's like a one party decision vote for a lot of people. So I think they find some support that they don't expect. Um, but yeah, that's the bullish take I got. But other than that, it's a lot of institutional adoption and shit like that. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. That's all I got for rambling, though. So. Love it, love it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and especially interesting going to be to to see uh, if this plays out in various case. What happens to our monkey pictures? Uh, who knows? Who knows? 
Um, it's good. It's good. Overall, the sentiment in the market is good. We have had the record venture funding for this month. Overall, we're down again by the quarter, but we we are back again. Where every single traditional institution and VC is starting to invest in this space, so, ladies and gentlemen, your monkeypages are doing well, and um, and how does it really matter? Like two years of pain is if you stick around in the market for two years, bloody hell, that's it. You'll all make it. Just stick around, whatever it takes. Just stick around for two years. Take all the pain. Because this time will not come back. And by the predictions of everything, next bull cycle, 500 million people are coming in. That's half a billion people. So what's, what's your prediction, Jack? When can we see the, these people come in? Is it one year, two years? I don't know. Everything depends on this November when Putin tries to fuck everybody. The real war starts in November. Um, so he's waiting for the winter. That's, that's what my real worry is. Then you get talks of U.S. dollar being not the reserve currency, and you know how how that could affect the entire world. The last time anybody talked about U.S. dollar not being a reserve currency, he's been thrown off and murdered on the street of Libya. So be, that is what the real worry is. And I can't believe we're talking about nuclear warfare in the 21st century, but that is the unforgiving reality. So hence why I'm not worried about CPI reports. Those things can be taken care of. First, the war needs to go away. Second, the supply chain needs to be sorted out. And that is completely fucked over. Once that is taken care of, then we will have. The day the war opened, over, war is over, agreements are signed, you're going to see the biggest bull in the history of mankind. And the second bull will come in six months when the supply chain is sorted out. And if that's sorted out, that's it. We can move on and progress. And all that ZK, ZK said, all I can say is everything can be sorted out uh, if these two things are sorted out. That means your food, your groceries are taken care of. People have food to eat. There's not a lot of... So just the cost of the shipping container right now, the stuff that used to cost like $6,000 to ship between A to B, let's say, uh, without going into... That thing right now is costing about thirty thousand dollars to ship. That is that is how screwed up the entire supply chain uh, is at this point. So, so as long as those two things exist, everything can be sorted out. Uh, yeah, let's see. So I'd say I predict year and a half if nothing bad happens, and ten years if something bad happens. Awesome. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Um, it's interesting to get some some takes from you, finance geeks. I'm all. I'm only here praising the, the monkey. You are finance, Jack. Don't tell me otherwise. What's up? Why cry dead? How are you doing? Um. Hey. Um. So. Yeah. So I'm just working on like the cipher list and watching all my NFTs on Magic Eden um, going to zero. Uh, I was like. Um, the October 8th, that's when like the, the gods um announcement. I legit thought like they were going to do like the reveal and pump the NFT ecosystem. I did not expect that. Um very bearish announcements the team had and with their lead artists leaving. 
so I can see a lot of like turbulence in the entire ecosystem right now. Yeah, you're not yeah, you're not that's all right, I didn't catch that. Oh, when, all right, it was some, something weird when you're uh, unmuted and somebody else talks, there's an echo. Um, I, say, I wouldn't say turbulence, I mean, artists leave, teams split up. I mean, Solana's holding 30 to $35 consistently. I mean, everyone says says bad, but I mean it's. Oh no! Like um, it's not miserable at like the, the moment. Oh, yeah, like I mean, like the NFT ecosystem doesn't really affect the Solami um, price that much. Like I think, compared to the volume for the NFT ecosystem, it's nowhere near even as much high as like Solana's daily um, token or coin volume. I'm just talking about like the NFT ecosystem itself, not um, generally Solana. I haven't seen the numbers of how much volume, like say when Magic Eden was doing the percent of the uh, the NFT trading, like how much actual Solana volume that was in a day. Has anybody done that math or seen that math? I have seen it, but I don't remember. Uh, but it's, it's uh, not as much as, as one might think. Um, but you could just compare a lot like... more, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a, a lot more. There was uh, like I think when we had the, the OK beer hype and that kind of era, uh, I think Solana Solana even competed with ETH for for one or a couple of days. Uh, but since then, I think ETH is uh, outperforming Solana. Unfortunately, no, not unfortunately. It doesn't matter. But um, we're getting there. We're getting there as Solana Marxist. Tony, what? Uh, Tony, are you with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing? I didn't fully get what you're trying to say. But... No, no. Oh, shit. I said that to the right. <laughs> oh, shit. Bro, you guys are sounding so bearish, man. I don't know, man. I think I think you all got the wrong, the wrong end of the stick. Like, market exhaustion is real, you know? Sometimes the market just gets exhausted. Not everything is just... Sometimes the market gets exhausted and there is a tipping point where people become comfortable in tough conditions. That's the thing. When people become comfortable in tough conditions and they say, right, I can still do X, Y, Z despite the price of things being like this. It's almost like everybody thinks, uh, you know, in the Second World War or the First World War, people's having babies all of a sudden because they were scared of market conditions. Like, they get to a point where you just accept the reality, you know? It's a very good point because I mean Solana's. Been, I mean, is anyone not comfortable paying thirty dollars to thirty-two dollars, thirty-five dollars for one? Joe, <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, I, like, like, I'm comfortable in shit. I'm not gonna like, lie, bro. Oh, like, you, when you put it that way, like for real, I'm, I am comfortable buying. Oh, I need one or two Solana, sixty bucks, easy. Let's go, baby. Oh, that's hundred bucks, easy. Like, I am comfortable, man. I, I feel that. That's for, for me. I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. Like. Uh, people are talking about, oh, Bitcoin at 10K, 10K. That's like 50% drop, you know? The, the 90% already happened. If you're still here, you've endured the most of it. Uh, it's now just staying alive, uh, as the song goes. And, um, you know, just staying relevant with what's going on. Of course, it would be great to time the bottom. And, of course, it would be great to time the top. 
But to be honest, the people who really do well are the individuals who come in once the bottom's confirmed, once the top's confirmed. But the real people are the ones who stay in. If you stay in, you are current with the market. Um, if you check out and you say, right, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to USDC, I'm not going to chase any plays, I'm not going to play the market, I'm just going to watch from the sidelines, you're not watching. You're seeing what's not happening. Really... Sorry. Sorry, you're sorry, seeing, sorry to cut you know, you off. You're seeing what's happening, but you're not actively trading. So you're lethargic in, 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 in what to get in, in what's fresh, in what the new meta is. You know, so when you do enter, you get burnt a couple of times. You get left holding the bag a couple of times. It's easy for you to say because you're easy. <laughs> but that's okay. What I'm trying to say is sometimes, sometimes a lot of people don't have the luxury to support themselves within, within the same ecosystem. So yeah, for people, it's it's really bad. Imagine you bought Bitcoin at 58K. I bought Bitcoin at 58K. And then I bought it at 45K. And I, as soon as it reached 42, I said, no, sunny boy. This ain't going to stop. Let's go. Let's get the hell out of this. I supported myself through DeFi for nine months. Literally. I was paying my mortgage six protocols in phantom and then it's suddenly I, today i don't even look at that wallet anymore it's sitting there i'll look at it two years later and i'm gonna find out i don't even want to look at it seriously my money is locked in liquid driver i hope it's driving someplace but it's stuck like i don't even want to look at it it is that bad tony it is that bad yes it's 90 percent down but, uh, but I agree with you. One, one thing that I don't see this going. Like I'm buying. I'm still buying. I'm. St I don't think that 10k we will reach 10k. But uh, I have started buying for long term cycles for the next five years. I've already started buying, and I so, put in DC DCA into it. So with that money, you said you exited like 40. You have started to to enter again. Yeah, yeah, so I exited uh, at 42. Uh, I got out of eat. Everything was stable from that moment onwards. And then I said, okay, stable is perfect. Let's go into Luna. Anchor, 19.87%. Yeah, let's put it over there. Okay. Then the alarm bells rang, 98 cents to a dollar. Let's get out there. And since then, why do you think I started the NFT project? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I started it for a reason, by the way. Just that was a joke. Don't take it seriously. Still hold your chain breakers, please. Thank you. No, that's uh, all right. Good. They can floor them. That's, I don't mind. Go ahead. Take that shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, uh, seriously, that was that was uh, that was real pain. Like for six months, didn't make any money. Like I have that luxury, but not many people have that luxury, right? Like, what are they gonna do? So what is some uh, what is some like when you say you exited and entered? Is that Bitcoin mainly, or what are you when you say DCA? What do you DCA into? So uh, portfolio is pretty like I'm. <clears throat> I only play around with most of my portfolio. Like eighty percent of my portfolio is consists of layer one. That's it. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Near, Phantom, and Chainlink because I think is. The greatest oracle in the world. So, the, to, yes, the price manipulation on Solana wouldn't have happened if Chainlink were there. Uh, there's a quote that I like to use by Tetranode 
Chainlink or GTFO. Uh, and uh, they have the largest market share in terms of the oracles. Um, so definitely. And uh, what else? And then 20% of my portfolio is based out of uh, just protocols that I'm absolutely incredibly bullish on. Redacted, Beethoven, Balancer, Curve, so on and so forth. And 5% of my portfolio is in NFTs. And I don't have to stack in Solana because now I earn my salary in Solana. Chainlink or GTFO. That's a motto for the night. Let's go. All right. Uh, are you confident? Like all of these things you mentioned, are you confident? Like if this turns into a two-year bill, those things are still going to be here. Yeah, I mean, the, those are, because I'm a technologist, those are based on my conviction and the technology that those guys are doing. And there's some things that I'm looking and monitoring very closely. For example, I don't want to pump anything, but I'm looking at Aptos, uh, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, Layer Zero announced that they're going to be partnering with Aptos as well. So uh, this is this could be one of the good Layer Ones coming in with uh, very low gas fee, and uh, there's a lot of they're doing a lot of strategic partnerships. I know some of the large hedge funds as well were looking to invest in Aptos, and they're trying to do that. So yeah, there, there's some of the other things, like those are long-term future bets that that could turn out good for the portfolio. But but based on technology and, uh, and uh, I make my investment decisions just as I make my investment decisions for stocks, I simply ask one simple question. Do I see this thing, whatever I'm investing in, lasting for more than 10 years? And if the answer is not yes instantly, then I don't invest if I have yes, because I understand the underlying structures, technology. And don't get me wrong, a lot of times I was wrong. Like Luna, I was wrong. I thought Luna is going to change the entire e-commerce world because nobody wanted to do with a deal with pay with Bitcoin, but everybody should pay with USD, which is backed by uh, it's the first algorithmic stablecoin. So it's completely decentralized and finally... You can pay for goods and services in stablecoin, but that got fucked. And but uh, but yeah, that's that's my investment thesis, and so far it has served me really well. So let's see, let's see, we're in for a ride, probably. Don't we don't know, but but we'll see who the winners are. Um, I've seen some statistics like from the the top ten or fifteen coins, which is. Um, from the last bull market and what is still here today. I guess most are still here and has a okay valuation, but the top 10 still looks very different, right? It's hard finding these these winners. Not really. You invest in Solana is, is being a winner because if you believe how the ecosystem is, do you see that Solana going to $500, $600 in the next five years? Yeah. So you win. And right now you're buying it for $30. Now you get a 15x just based on this. Congratulations, let's do it. Right. Jack promised us a 15x in Solana. Yeah, if Bitcoin, is, if Bitcoin is at, uh, let's say, 65 to 70,000, still reaches all time high, this time Solana is going to be reaching its all time high as well because there's much more adoption, there's more protocols, and there's more liquidity. The total TVL is amazing. And finally, people are looking at Solana. 
like hackers have your attention, that's a beautiful thing. The moment start, the hackers start to look at it, that means you've made it. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to the secured world of life and existence. That means there's more risk involved for you when you invest in the underlying protocols as well, because now the smart contracts, they were safe before because there weren't any liquidity. Now they won't be as safe and hackers will be looking at it nicely. And the more they get hacked, the better and secure the ecosystem becomes eventually. Short-term pain, long-term gain. Easy. Let's go. I cannot wait. Like I, I remember the sitting here when Bitcoin reached an all-time high, and you know you have all this. You have I had my father calling me saying, oh, "I saw the Bitcoin in the news reach all-time high. Congrats!" You know, it's just euphoria, and it's such a great feeling, and it feels so far gone right now. Uh, but hopefully, let's pray. One day we'll we'll sit there again and just drink champagne and uh, enjoy some Twitter spaces. Dude, I hope to uh, drink some champagne with y'all when that happens <laughs> the way uh that happened last time i did not i did not time things properly and i got uh some bitcoin taken from i think it was mount gox or some shit <laughs> rough life oh no you got drained uh it was during the like fucking what 2013 dread pirate roberts on fucking alpha bay on the deep net that shit that was like a year before all-time high i think maybe two years but I had some, and and then I didn't, and then it got really expensive, and I couldn't have any more. It was super shitty, but you know we're fucking rising grind time, baby, prepping for Solana summer, early. Let's go! It's coming! It's coming next year, or the year after? Who the fuck knows? Solana summer is right around the corner, man. Yeah, Solana right around summer, the corner. Fucking prep, prep boys. I don't know which world you guys live in. I've been it's prepping for Solana summer opium. all summer. What do you mean? Oh, dude, it's dude. like, is it summer, like Solana summer after summer? No, so, Solana summer was postponed this year to next year. Dude, just get through November. Hopefully, the two biggest fucks of the century don't do anything stupid. Because I think a lot of stupidity will be, will be happening. As long as that is, you get through November and December. And I'm more worried about what's happening on the borders at this point when the guy is ready to. Uh, go to war in a really bad way and and as long as he does not do anything stupid and this United States of stupid America by the way still fucking around it needs to move off um, the fucking well, NATO needs to move off the fucking backyard of Russia that's the only thing do they reach some sort of a peace treaty world can go back and Bitcoin will see the all-time high of 150k. Until that shit has happened, this November can be really dangerous for everyone. Bro, yeah. it's gonna be more dangerous for the God soldiers than you soldiers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony. Oh my God, I was such a man on the D gods, bro. I know exactly what's up. I messaged one guy, yeah, and I was like, "We want a space together." And this guy, he was like. You'll never see youths under 100. We got so many D-Gods lined up who will sweep that floor. It will never happen. Bro, come on now. Come on. The hype can't live forever, man. Yeah, unrevealed for like three days. It was cool. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be two months unrevealed. And you ain't telling me they're minting next Friday. Because the artist just walked out today. <laughs> is, it, is it two months? Don't no, be two months. It's one month. 
No, no, look, 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 look. They start. They said mint was gonna be July. They skipped it. Then they said the mint was. So when was the art ready? When was this art ready? It was never ready. It has never been ready. They said we're gonna mint in June fifteenth. You remember that, guys? Then they but said they never. Ready. They never claimed it was ready, right? So what were they minting? The tubes, tubes, baby. Yeah, with the hope that tomorrow your art will be yours. Do you remember John, John Lay was like two months ago, John Lay came in and he said, I'm walking out of this stuff. This is a dump. All of a sudden now, the, the, the main artist, Scam Soul, is also saying, I'm walking out of this. This place is a dump. Like, what's going on? I'm getting this guy doing spaces and he's, he's just typing and he's like, oh, we've made these new SaaS projects, products. And I said, what SaaS product is this? Are they going to really kill it? I feel sorry for the VC. They just bought, they just literally... That people are inventing things that are not necessary. Could you not just take a screenshot of your calendar and upload it to Discord every day? Do you do you need do you need that tool? The proof of work, you think? Yeah, like like to that's type just it. a gimmick, Tony. That's just a gimmick for a single person who's in Discord who who bought something for two hundred dollars. That's for him. I don't I really don't understand. I don't know whether they, they have nothing. Like it's getting really weird, this this whole project. Because it, it was to be honest, I, I don't see that many people who actually ever pushed the question as much and said, right, you guys had a really good run in November, whatever, December. It was all really good. But what have you actually done post that? You you set some goodies out, you've fine. done this. No, no, it's just an objective question, do you know what I mean? So like right. but, you, you know like SaaS products. Would you class Jack? Jack, would you class that as a SaaS pro- product? That kind See, of that we don't there. know what they're building, what they waste money on. They're they're probably doing something behind the scenes that is not that the NFT community is not privy to, and and at the same time, what the VCs bought was effectively the dust labs. They did not buy. Whatever happens on Ute and the D gods side, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. No, no VC in the right mind would invest in an NFT project. They are buying into. They have bought that these guys will do something in the future, and they want to. They want a piece of it. So you, as an owner of D God or even Dust, for example, you don't own anything, and that's how thing is. So. I'm not justifying anybody. I'm just saying they've earned that place. They've they've worked hard. They've they've become the best collection on Solana. And I don't I don't agree with Frank. Ninety percent of the things he's just a kid, dude. He's just a twenty three year old kid. Um, so he may not know how to handle things well today, but he's gonna mature. He's gonna do great things in the future. But this time. Not really. This this is one of those perfect cases where you had people promising people things that were never gonna happen. And you know, some of us were trying to say, Oh, but by the way, please, like guys, let's not tell people that you're listing on Binance. That's not true. Let's not tell people you're listing on Coinbase because you're being because you're turning up in the glossary. And you had people getting people excited. Bro, so many people got wrecked. You know, so many people got wrecked on that on that pullback, and it was a misinformation that the team itself didn't care to correct. I always find that dubious when teams refuse to correct false, inf- like deliberately false information. You know, 
Yeah, that is that is a little bit instant um, uh, in its part to not uh, tell, have the transparent information. That, you, is, you, that is, I would say. Jack, you want to laugh? Let me tell you something. I was on a space this morning, oh, not yesterday, and they, they asked, "Would you ever go? Um, would you ever go into stocks? Like, would you ever turn this into a, an, an IPO?" And this guy said, "Yeah, why not?" But I you said, already are doing kind of an IPO already. And I said, how much opium are you going to give me? Like, how are you going to... Uh, do you know how... If Bored Apes is not an IPO, how can D-Gods fast track? No, this is the kind of like an IPO. How are you going to IPO with a... This is it. They were talking about they're going to IPO and list as a stock. And I was like, oh, what? why are you giving this guy... What? He said, we can't rule it out, you know. Um, we're still building, we're going... It's like, dude... They're thinking, the... like, still, Web2 company. This only happens on Solana for some reason. Like, how, that's... Can you, how can you do that? That's his goal. In this space, it was with Leap. That's what he said the goal is in the future. That's all. It's like, wh what the heck? Like, wh no, what is that? It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Even Solana wouldn't go IPO because they said this is our IPO. The IDO and the ICO were supposed to replace the IPOs. Uh, I wish I'm not even leap space with Frank, the one when he came out to talk about when he. That is a wet zero, zero percent royalties. And he was answering the question. I said, why are you even giving people the idea that it's possible? Forget, forget that it's web. It's not possible for them to go IPO. It's not possible. It's not I mean, possible I mean, for I them to I wouldn't scan the possibility, but Before when you have, that's magic. why we have decentralized <laughs> exchanges. It's called an exchange for a reason. There's an IDO and ICO for a reason. It's taking the same thing, and now it's democratizing. We're moving towards decentralization of everything. So what's the point of doing retail yes. trader? Who would buy your stock? Already bought your stock. He said he's going to do it before Binance. He's going to do it before Crypto.com. He's going to do it before FTX. Like, seriously, come on. Come on. When does the opium just stop? Like, just No, those stop. guys will never IPO because they're, they've already done that. This, they've already released their tokens, and that was the point of raising funding. The initial token offering, like, they had done that. Initial coin offering was done. Now people own giving you money, and they own this token. Now the valuation of the token goes up. Now, in traditional world, it used to be the stock. Today, it's a coin. You, as a token or a coin holder, now has stake in the ecosystem or the company. Like, for example, Solana. You own Solana. They have done their so-called IPO. But uh, yeah, that is where that is where it's fucked up. But I want to ask you because I keep hearing that they don't, they don't build enough. But at the same time, what really is? We don't even know what an NFT is. What if an NFT is just you know we're just here to have fun, have PFPs, and that is the value. Like we talk about building all the time. But what what really is an NFT? And is that really? Yeah. The... <clears throat> we don't know. I mean, eventually the contract was written so that the real life utilities could be traded as a part of the NFT, because the NFT ensures that it's, uh, it's basically what blockchain promises is the ownership and the provenance. And those are the two most important things that NFT provides, that this is your thing, it claims to your wallet. And tomorrow I see that effectively your house 
can be traded as an NFT and and anything that you own within uh, within the world now you can claim it as part of the NFT and you just uh, trading that obviously the real life mechanism needs to be accounted uh, when this future can happen but it was a pretty good protocol that we created this like there's a fight you know what i mean there's, there is a fight going on of what people want an nft to be like there is a fight there are people who want nfts to be communities and there are people who are trying to turn nfts into technologies like jack was saying like where your, your, your house and stuff. And there are people who are trying to turn NFTs into like physical technologies. If you guys remember the Cupcake Gang and all those guys who were scanning barcodes and you could instantly mint an NFT, like stuff like that. So um, it's different. There's different people trying to use NFTs differently. And to be honest, you might acknowledge that there are people who are trying to make NFTs into the digital art world. So that there's a lot of variations and, and, and some products you're buying into, you're getting a different think mentality. Tire robotics think they are a uh, a um, an infrastructure builder. Where if you go into uh, Critters Gold, they just think it's all about art, and this is an art project. This is digital. This is this. They send. They give you banners. You know, like they have no intention for it. It's a very different understanding. And you go into some discords like D Gods, where they they say, you know, we are all about the community, the network. If you're there, it's like everybody's got a different definitions for what NFTs are. I guess with time we'll see which format prevails. I don't know. I'm, I'm bearish on a couple of them, but it could be anything that you want it to be. So it could be a metaverse project. It could be a building and utility project. It could be just an art project, or it could be just housing or renting on Airbnb, or it could be just uh, cannabis payment systems. So the beauty of this thing is it could be anything that you want it to be. And that's like when, when people say that, that's when I start getting that feeling like, you know, this is this is a utility that we do need. Maybe my my question is, how do you create that web three? You know, how do you actually then create web three? Because it looks like we have everything we need to create a world in which NFTs can replace more, more or less most things. Um, I'm even seeing the next wave of DeFi involves NFTs. Um, I was looking at this protocol, new protocol of Binance called Code, and essentially you mint an NFT, uh, and that NFT is interest bearing or something. So all the all the fees accrued on the network are locked in the NFT. It's just so you don't get daily coins, and then you dump the coins daily. So you accrue these um, USD fees on on your NFT, and your NFT then acquires more share of the pool. And then when you want to sell your position. You can sell your NFT separately outside of the pool, like just different ways of seeing it. But you know, so that NFT has no art; it has nothing. It's just a, 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 a fee-bearing NFT. Yes. Let's see where this ends up. What if the the utility of our NFTs is just the thing that Jack has done? Exactly what he's done: increasing the floor price. <laughs> And hanging out with the people. Toby, did you want to say something? I saw you on mute. I think not. This is the longest. Uh, Adam, if you're speaking to me, I don't hear you. I'm reading the <laughs> caption and it's fucking terrible. If he was uh, speaking to you. <laughs> you may have to go oh, back oh, out sorry. come back in, Toby. 
Yeah, well, I hope the, I hope the caption is in. Uh, so sorry, I'll be right back. I hope the caption is in English because it usually turns out to be Swedish. <laughs> but that's good for you guys; it can do surprise you. Uh, yeah, this is the longest pod episode we've ever done. We're gonna cut it here uh, shortly. But uh, before we go, Valve, what's the one thing you're bullish on right now? I am uh, bullish. I am bullish on NFTs. And where this is going to go as a future, especially with like all of these different <coughs> people, like Jack. Builders. What did you say? What's the one? I'm bullish on NFTs, like as a whole, like where they're going to go. Like I, I think, like for us, like this is this is just the beginning. Love it. Where do you think it's going to go then? I'm looking. At, I personally see this as like real estate a lot of companies losing jobs a lot of new jobs coming into play um i can't see this not being latin titles you know it's such a fucking shitty process to sell a house especially here in hawaii it takes like i mean escrow can be up to 30 days like moving seven digits in funds is not an easy task um so i just feel like to me like this is this is an avenue for that for sure yeah, imagine we sit here in a, a couple of years uh, on on Magic Eden or whichever marketplace we're at at that time, sniping uh, sniping houses. <laughs> oh, oh, what with the balcony? This is undervalued. I'm a sniper. That would be fucking crazy. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Love it. All right, perfect way to end it. Um, as always, guys. Thank you, everyone, so much for coming on. We had a different uh, pod today. Um, it was awesome. The community takeover. We were discussing, discussing what's happening in the market and, and discussing. We've got some finance guys here. Sorry, Tony? Wait, wait. Are you going to run it before you talk about what Magic Eden just did? What the heck, Adam? What the heck? Are you, you going to run it before? What did they do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Rotten Eggs is capped at 2% market cap, bro. Like... Magic, what do you mean 2% market cap? I think going forward, anybody who mints on Magic Eden has to put their royalties at 2%. Has to. And I think they're going to force every NFT collection on Magic Eden to have a 2% royalty. What? Bro, that's what I'm here. I'm like, how's that? You're going you gonna to run the space? Are you working for Magic Eden? No, but I haven't seen it. Bro, this guy's employed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, it's true. They have creator choice. They have two. But, uh, Tony, what's the backstory? Do you know this? The backstory is, the eggs. bro. I was wet because I thought we were talking about D gods a little bit. I was actually enjoying talking to Jack. Like I enjoy talking to Jack, and we were vibing and that. And then I thought you were gonna move us on to like what's current. And I said, okay, cool. So my headphone died. But long story short, bro, two percent forced cut on everybody. MFs are gonna be mad, bro. No, but this is not true because I'm checking that Ole, who also minted right now, and they are having creators royalty at six percent. Are you sure? Look at eggs. Eggs is yeah. eggs is up two percent. That was probably their decision, then. So it's not Magic Eden who's fault. Let me go on Magic Eden's page, bro. Let me go on there quick. Let's have a look. I think you're you're funny. I wish I was. I was like, no way. Cool. Yeah, uh, I can't, now I hear everybody. So did anybody have a question? 
when I didn't hear them, as Tika said. Uh, no. Good, good. good. Then I didn't miss anything. Good. Yes, yes. Not Who's tomorrow's the guest? Because I need to prepare questions. Uh, tomorrow we are having... Uh, sh- we're going to have eat Thursday. Tomorrow. Oh, yes! Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tony. Oh, thank you. Eat Thursday, eat Thursday, so all the Zalana marketers can, can learn something else for once. Uh, we're going to have uh, a project called Mecha Beasts, which I've been talking to prior to launching their uh, Twitter and um, everything. I've, I've been talking with the uh, founder, they reached out. Um, they have launched their Twitter now and they already have some hype, uh, so we're going to have them on. Listen to what they're doing. And also what? our friend, Jiraya, uh, who is not a founder, but he's involved in them called Shibi Labs. So we're going to listen to those guys and see what they are up to. Okay. Send me both of the Twitters as always. And shout out to my boy Isaac and the listeners. What's up, Isaac? Old, old friend. With the shout out to Isaac. Jelly Rascal. Uh, Tony, we need to confirm this. But if this is actually true, we're going to fund them probably tomorrow, but hopefully Friday, um, and see what this means. Well, definitely, I'm gonna check it out because I that's, I had it and I was like, okay, what's going on? I saw one guy like retweet it and shit. Like, but I, I don't know if you're seeing another collection that's minted today. Apart from eggs, then maybe. But I know eggs has got two percent. I don't know why that would be their choice because uh, their royalty is not going to be that high, you know. Hmm. No, that is so. Uh, we've been talking a lot with the egg guys. We can see if we can catch them in the spaces and just straight up ask them. Uh, probably, if this was the case that Magic Game forced them, they wouldn't share it. But, um, but we'll make sure to to ask them. That is that is if that is true, that is that's gonna back, backfire so hard. No, am I thinking too small there? Well, how can it? Everybody else is zero percent, so they're actually still charging something. So, <laughs> yeah, it's better than zero, I guess. Um, let's see. All right, uh, we're not going <laughs> to discuss this more. We're going to cut it. And as I said, thank you everyone so much for coming on. Thank you to the finance geeks, geeks for updating us rookies on what's happening in the market and what we can buy apart from monkey pictures. Um, and thank hope everyone listened, learned something. Because I know I learned a lot. Um, awesome. Make sure you follow the pod and follow your neighbors in this spaces. Anyone that doesn't follow back is N-G-M-I. That is the rule. As I said, tomorrow we're going to have ETH Thursday. Talk to some ETH projects and see if this is actually something worth trading. I don't know. I'm mainly on Solana, but maybe there is ETH projects worth buying as well. I don't know. Let's see. Shiba Labs and Mecha Beasts. Shout out our wonderful sponsor of the night, Hyperspace, which is building... No, Hyperlaunch. Hyperlaunch. Okay, I'm, Jack is going to cut me and he's going to kill me after this. Shout out to Hyperlaunch for sponsoring this episode of the pod, which is building a permissionless launchpad that anyone can launch your NFT collection on without writing a single line of code. You're also going to get the most beautiful minting page that you have ever seen, customized for your brand and NFT project, and one that the holders of your future NFT collection deserves. So thanks for that. And guys, see you tomorrow. We're also going to host these spaces later. But uh, for now, uh, take care, guys. And you guys tomorrow. Peace. All right, Adam, Adam, Adam. I'll, I'll, pin it, I'll pin it to the top so you guys can...
you can go from there. There is the Magic Eden. Uh, big topic. We'll be addressing it soon. But there's most of the ecosystem, the just royalties. Yeah, now. So, back all up. Ooh, let's read this. We're going to discuss this tomorrow. Um, feel free to be in on that while I play this beautiful song. Peace.